We now continue with our coverage of Home Alone 2 Part 2 with Austin Pryor from Malkovich Malkovich Minute Minute and Blake Riley from The Blake and Sal Show here on Next Scene Podcast. Um, so let's let's get to um, let's get to the plaza. So Kevin, as as Kevin does, he eventually makes his way to the the Plaza Hotel, um, right off of uh, the the southern end of Central Park, and um, we get introduced to a whole bunch of characters. We see some some quite well known actors um, playing some of the hotel staff, but on the way we got um, we have to kind of ad- uh. address the. Um, the ex-president in the room. There's there's quite oh, a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so at, at the time, at this time, uh, the Plaza Hotel was owned by Donald Trump, uh, sort of the the real estate magnate of magnate of of Manhattan, and mm-hmm. sort of as a and, and um, I don't know if he's ever confirmed or denied, but it, it's the only plausible explanation that to allow them a to film in the plaza. Uh, he said, you know, or uh, kind of a condition said, give, you know, I, I, I want to be in the film. Give me yeah. a cameo if you want to film oh, in my hotel. Yeah. I'll give him that. I'll give him he that. Has like, made, it's smart. It's smart. Oh, has he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, yeah. He has made that a condition on many times. I don't think he's ever, I don't know if he's ever confirmed it, but it has been like journalists have, have tracked it down that this is a pattern with him. He, he, he wangles his way into movies. Um, but in movies, this is only the second, this is only the second movie he's, he's been in, but yeah, he absolutely, he makes it a condition. You got to put me in your movie. Um, his, his turn here is, uh, probably one of the better cameos he's done in terms of acting because there's just like down the hall and to the left. That's all he has to say. And he doesn't fuck it up that badly. And he's just, you know, the, it's fine. Um, of yeah. So of all the things Donald Trump has ever done, this is not the worst. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, other no, than the, <laughs> So I'm just, okay, I kind of I just say something about. That. I get a lot of shit because I'm very public about my hatred for Donald Trump as the president. I'm very public yeah. about it, but I just want to make a note. And I, I've said this to people. I hated Donald Trump, but I would live in New Jersey. It had nothing to do with being president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. like him then. <laughs> like, I, he was, I, yeah. I hated the guts then. I hated the fact that he was involved in WWE for five years. Like, I hate mm-hmm. the fact that he exists. So, like, <laughs> I don't, so, like, I just want to clarify that because I'm grumbling back here. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you, yeah, if yeah you, you can if, you can actually just say I hated him when he was a Democrat because he was always he was always affiliated with the Democrats. Uh, throughout right. the 80s and early 90s and everything so like you know so uh, he was he was he would be thought of much more when this movie came out he would have been thought of much more as being aligned with the democrats so like it's mm-hmm. not you you nobody can throw that partisan stuff at you 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 just be like no it's the guy it's it's the yeah. guy exactly i, hate. I didn't think he was in jersey just to be honest yeah, exactly. you know yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, certainly. Yeah, if you if you grew up in New York or New Jersey, you're around in the uh, I guess 70s through the 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. You 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 would easily be forgiven for being tired of Donald Trump way before he became a politician. <laughs> so I, I will say, and I, I you know I'll be upfront. I'm also not a big fan of uh, you know, of of Trump as president, 
But I do think it's nice to see uh, someone who has just ridiculous, obscene amounts of wealth, completely unearned, almost entirely uh, inherited. Yeah. But have some harmless fun. This is something I think I would do if I owned a hotel. Yeah, totally. And yeah, someone wanted that. to film there. I could see tossing it out, be like, "Hey, listen, can I get a cameo?" And it's, it, it it's it's you know it's small, it's harmless. Oh no, uh, that you know, I agree one hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with you there. It, like, it, you know, that. it doesn't you know it it doesn't harm or distract from the film. He isn't like you know I want to be the you know I want to be the Tim Curry part. You know I want to be the concierge with yeah. multiple lines and scenes and everything. Oh, it's like no, God. it's a little cameo. Yeah, exactly. toss it in. It's it's harmless. And and again, I admit if. You know, if I had the wealth or the influence to do something similar, I, I admit it. I would put myself in a film. <laughs> I would do the same. I, I can admit that. So um, that's a yeah. that's a level of corruption that I think we would all get to very quickly. Oh, can right. I you can yeah. put me in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, in, t- in terms of levels of corruption, it's pretty low yeah. on the scale. It's pretty low. Um, exactly. Yeah. 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 We're not, not going to worry about it. In in, ter- in in terms of how well he does the part, I don't know if this is on him or, or on Kevin, but so he says down the hall to the left, but then we see Kevin, he's turning right. Okay. Um, and I don't know if there maybe maybe there was an intervening turn, uh, you know, a, a, a left yeah. turn that we missed, but he actually turns right into Screen the main Lab. lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Screen, <funny>. yeah. <laughs> he's such a great actor. That's what he was thinking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so... Uh, Gets uh, you know, with a little direction, Kevin finds his way into into the great lobby, and he, you know, there's a, a lovely staircase and chandelier and the grandeur of um, yeah, the the Plaza Hotel. Mm. Kevin seems suitably impressed. Well, I would be too. How is him? Hundred <laughs> percent. Gorgeous. It, They're actually big I, here. I, ne- so I like never noticed gorgeous. the the Plaza Hotel logo, the kind of crest or shield or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. It's just like. It's just a P and another P backwards. <laughs> that's, right. that's pretty. That's it's like let's make it symmetrical. Let's just put another thing. Uh, just another P. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's that's that is lame looking. It's, yeah, I never figured out. Like, is there like is there a second P? Like, the, okay, the, so the P is obviously for Plaza. Like, is uh-huh. there a second P? Does that stand for something else? Or is it just, well, we want it symmetrical. Yeah. Exactly. We're just going to reverse the P. Literally just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you see, yeah, this is on everything. It's on the walls. It's in the carpet. Yeah. It's in, um, later we'll see when Kevin, uh, after this chunk, but when Kevin goes swimming, we know he borrows, he must have borrowed or a swimsuit or purchased one at the gift shop because it's got a, the little double P logo on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess fit you know fits in um, with what we know of 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 Trump. He likes to put his name on on everything. Yeah, it's you know, yeah. Trump Towers, and Trump Airlines, and Trump Steak. So this yeah. perfect fits in where they plaza. We're going to put a P on everything because we're the plaza. And I'm just checking. I'm just checking the website, and that is still their logo. This very ornate, very kind of. I think a lot of American things that are to do with uh, like wealth and and luxury are very have very like old fashioned graphic design, a kind of pre graphic design. Mm. You know, old like they use crests, they use columns, and all of this stuff. And I, I like I just noticed that a lot. I haven't been to the states since I was like a teenager, but I even then I could notice a lot because like in Europe, 
you know, we're we're surrounded by not surrounded by, but there's lots of older yeah. buildings everywhere, and there was lots mm-hmm. of you know. So then, when you know, when Whitey went to the to to the new world, uh, he wanted to build things that are are kind of uh, giving a sense of age. So there's like columns everywhere and stuff for buildings that were you know built in the fifties and stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. there's this weird thing where like the new world is when it comes to anything to do with like banking or money or you know it's everything has to be older than it would be in europe you know older looking than than the equivalent Mm -hmm. thing would be in europe you know because like a a high-end uh hotel over in ireland would have some kind of swanky new logo you know what i mean with with um that that's kind of minimalist and modern looking and stuff you know so it's just interesting the the american thing because uh, like the america was kind of insecure about how young it was uh, in the beginning that anything to, to, to do with status had to have this very solid old world kind of feel right right that yeah that's that's a very american thing yeah um kind of make things old um yeah and we see the the talk boy and kevin's kind of mastery of it comes into play now here we see him it at they kind of show his finger by the spool. And I think we're, we're supposed to think like he's manually slowing down the tape to, to deepen his voice. But I oh, think really? the actual, I think that, but that, I think that became a feature. I didn't have one, but when the actual talk boy toy came out and sold, I thought yeah. it was a built-in feature. There was like a switch to adjust the speed to kind of make things, you know, make the, yeah, the voice. I mean, a lot work. of those, a, a lot of voice recorders back then had the feature of, you know, uh, recording at, uh, you know, different speeds to, to save tape, you know what I mean? Um, and so you would end up switching the switch and not know it. And then everything was coming out really weird. Or everything was coming out really weird like that, you know? And um, yeah, so uh, so we used to, you know, once we discovered that, I remember on my dad's kind of dictaphone when we were kids, I remember playing around with that a lot. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't notice that thing of him like slowing it down. It's, oh, that's why it's kind of wobbling a bit. You know, to his credit, it's pretty brilliant. It's really brilliant. Yeah, I pulled this off. Uh, it, yeah it, uh, it kind of highlights how much that doesn't work, though. Because <laughs> it does deepen <laughs> his voice, but it makes him sound like, does not make him sound like an adult man. No. no. Well, by the way, I want to say, I, I have the screen yeah. up, by the way, the computer screen up here. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. such an old school screen. We have any clue kind of computer this is? Because it's really funny to me how old school this is. Oh yeah, the oh the computer screen for the booking yeah. of the plaza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, funny. I mean, that would absolutely in 1992. That's absolutely how that would be. And and anything to do with like you know bookings or inventory or stuff like that, where there's like where a computer has one job to do all day every day. That probably mm-hmm. didn't get upgraded until like 2000 or something. You know, like the, you'll you'll go in and systems <laughs> and you'll see you you know you go into a job and you see a system that's just like this is ancient. It was like well. It does. It does what it needs to do, and exactly. it hasn't broken down yet. So mm, why bother? Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It does one thing. It's going to keep doing it. And like this, exactly. you know the the things we see on the screen would have been burned in because this monitor yeah. just shows yeah. the same. You know, the same form with the same Absolutely, fields to yeah. fill out. Like um, so, that all would have been built. You know, burned into that to the the green text on on the black yeah. screen. Uh, going rocking the CRT. Yeah. And another, well, I guess it can be you know, kind of forgiven. This is over the phone and this is, you know, a woman somewhere in a call center who is just churning through 
various inquiries. But the the yeah. fact that you know he says you know this is Peter McAllister the father, <laughs> like that's not suspicious at all. No, I'm just gonna, <laughs> oh god, whatever. I love yeah. that line. I was like that. That's one of the lines. Line. That genuinely, yeah. My name is Peter McAllister the father. It's so good. Yeah. 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 When I wonder, so and then kind of going back to another sort of Groundhog Day connection. Did is this like the first time Kevin calls, you know, calls to make this reservation, or oh, was there right. like a setup call? Because he seems to know like exactly what she's going to ask and the order she's going to ask it, so he's got the responses all queued up. Like when she says, "Oh, you'll need a credit card," he's like, "Okay, yeah. a credit card." Like, how does he know that unless he yeah. called previously? That's a good point. Did he call already once, and then, then yeah. he tried to disguise his voice, but he isn't all the questions, and then he recorded everything, and then called back. It yeah. actually makes sense. Yeah, it's the time. It it would it would make sense, but I think uh, yeah, I I I don't know if the I don't know if uh, John Hughes even thought about it that much. He probably just thought like here would be a neat way to use the tape recorded guy. You know what I mean? I just like maybe maybe it was written longer first, or or that we it was always like meant like this, and we're jumping in. But yeah, I I think it's just as is. The I'm just looking at the interface now. I've got it paused in front of me. And I would say this is like, if anything, a slight exaggeration of how, how the real thing looked, you know, because it's got the plaza in kind of uh, pixelated fancy letters at the top. I don't think, you know, the real booking uh, room in the plaza would have bothered with that. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. You know, it'll just be some generic little data entry kind of program and probably in DOS, you know. Right. Here at home, we have to know it's the plaza. We have to make sure we know exactly. where we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's an opportunity for product placement, of course, or brand placement. Yeah, exactly. So the Talkboy was it? It it wasn't a product in real life, and then it was. Is that but because of the movie? Is that it? Because of the first movie? It was kind of in production. It wasn't for sale yet. Oh, it was I in see. production oh, okay. and mm -hmm. somehow like the producers kind of figured out, oh, we need some kind of, you know, we need some kind of gimmick to kind of build on what, yeah. you know, what Kevin did in the first film with the dialogue from the movie. But like he's not and he, he does it again here, but he's not going to be around, you know, a television, and a VCR everywhere he goes. And somehow they got wind of, oh, this toy company is developing this this thing, okay. you know, this sort of um you know, portable recorder with a microphone that's aimed yeah. at children. Um, so what's actually, what's in the film is a prop. This is not a working model. Okay. And, but later on, after the film comes out, they then come out with the actual talk boy and later on wow. a talk girl for uh, for the ladies. <laughs> um, so this, yeah, so this was a product in development at the time and eventually goes on sale as an, an actual toy. But when the film is made, it's not yet, it's not yet a real product. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I did look up. I looked it up, and apparently, yeah. if you still have your chalkboard from 1992, now you can sell it for about 200 bucks. Okay, <laughs> not bad. Not, not bad. <laughs> That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I guess. So I don't know. It probably depends on if it, what kind of condition it's in. But it's still, a, it's a, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm actually. I found it on Amazon, but it's not. There's no price on it, obviously. But it is does say records pl and plays back at slow and normal speeds. Can change your voice on slow. So I won't get too much into it because uh, we'll have more of all these characters later in the film. But so we're mm -hmm. introduced to. Um, we got we see Rob Schneider as Cedric, the Rob bellboy, Schneider. and the great Tim Curry. 
as Mr. Hector, the <laughs> concierge, which I, I don't think he's he's not referred to as as Hector um, yeah. any place in the film. But that is um, that is his name, Mr. Hector, the concierge. Um, so anything. So as I said, I'm going to withhold my comments because I, yeah. we, I, I, I get a lot more with these with these characters, and these actors later. But so but Austin takes- and Blake, what do you you know? <laughs> Yeah, Hector takes this instant dislike and suspicion of Kevin, mm-hmm. um, which I think is his instincts are spot on. Kevin should exactly. not be. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? But why do we think? What's going on in his head? Is like, does he think this kid looks looks like trouble? Does he what like? Well, look at it from this perspective. In his mind, he's probably like, this kid just walked in here by himself. Yeah. No parents around him, and he's probably thinking, "Why is this kid here? We don't usually have mm-hmm. children around here by themselves." That's probably no. the first thing on his mind, which makes sense. You know, I understand that logic. But yeah, why would he be suspicious yeah. of it though? Maybe you know what I mean. Like, it makes sense. Like, I just think in yeah, in real life, like if you go into a, I, you know, I, I was in a wedding band for years, and um, <clears throat> you walk into a hotel, and sometimes, you know, I, I. I on stage, I'm dressed in like, you know, a ridiculous flamboyant white suit and everything. But I, I turn up in duds, you know what I mean? So I've I've walked into many a hotel lobby not looking like I'm meant to be there. You know what I mean? And yes. so you you don't get far. You get somebody's kind of sometimes they'll stand in your path and say, hi, can I help you there? You know, and do this kind of, uh, you know, passive aggressive thing of like, right. uh, you, you, you don't know, look all, like it, you belong yeah, without saying exactly. you, you don't, don't look, you don't like, look you like you belong. Yeah, uh, it's like the the bit where Homer is trying out different bars and he goes into the really swanky <laughs> place. Hello, could you leave immediately without causing a fuss? <laughs> and then Homer just it, it agrees and like reads the situation and he just turns yeah. around. And uh, but of course, I was there to do a job. So. Um, but I do. I did find. I have found over the years that if you need, um, if you're walking around, uh, like when I used to live in Dublin, I'd just be walking around Dublin City, and I would need to use a toilet. And there's very few uh, public amenities available. And I was just, I'll just walk into this fancy hotel, and I will just walk very purposefully. And you know, you can sometimes get get by without anybody asking you the. Um, the uh, the awful can I help you there question you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I have I have gotten by but mostly yeah I think I think in real life a kid is going to get accosted like hello can I help you there where's your where where's your uh, parent or guardian you know using your logic yeah. Austin though what makes it work though is that he is heading towards the right to the desk to the customer service area so at least like yes he's not just wandering around he's going to customer service so he, he is he's it's a smart okay. move to act with such purpose yeah. Yeah, exactly. So using that logic, at least it doesn't look so bad because at the same time, he could be, he could just be a kid who is staying there and did forget his key. But the fact that he's checking mm. in makes it a little weirder. <laughs> it does, it does. Like the type of hotel this is. So the, the plaza is, uh, I guess, swanky. It's it's not even by Manhattan standards. It's not mm-hmm. an inexpensive hotel. It's sort of, you know, towards the higher end. Uh, they get a lot of, um, when it, you know, it's it's not too far from the UN. A lot of foreign dignitaries, a lot of uh, you know, oh, kind of foreign officials, yeah. when they're in yeah. in Manhattan to to visit the UN, will stay there. And the um, and actually, one of the things that the flags out front, the they'll fly, you know, they, they'll have like an American flag, but then they will fly the flags of other countries to represent which foreign dignitaries are staying at the hotel mm-hmm. at that time. Mm. And I guess a lot of 
sort of high-end businessmen and, and that kind of clientele, it's not really a, a, a family-type hotel. And I would guess yeah. what few children they do get kind of fit what Kevin is saying. Like, a you know, the... Yeah, the, it's a smart the move on his part again. Yeah. Trip, yeah. yeah, my dad's here for business. It's a conference thing or it's a... Yeah, I don't go into these boring meetings. Yeah. I mean, the sense. fact that he had that ready to go, like, it works so well. It's believable. Because he does say he's, it with so much confidence. <laughs> he's good at telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. very good BSer. Very good BSer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a a, a a complex cover story. The whole, you know, oh, yeah, my father's going to be in meetings, and that's why he's not here, and that's why I'm alone, but we need to check in and and all that stuff. And, it, you know, it, it's completely plausible. It fits in that this is the the level of hotel that might have, you know, that kind of parent who is, um, you know, more obsessed with business than looking after, uh, you know, his, his young son alone in the city. Like it all kind of fits out, um, a little too well, Mm. (laughs) you know, I know, which I, I, I I was going to say, you might say, but I will say, I will say, because I did say, um, (laughs) but he's a very, very precocious (laughs) child. He is. He is. (laughs) Um, but again, that's a bit of uh, movie magic stretching reality and uh, works for the, it sets up the gags and it's just, it's just within the bounds of believability. And yeah, that's, that's all fine. That's all fun. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Kevin gets checked in. He obviously catches the notice of, uh, of our concierge who, um, who kind of puts, who puts a kind of lays the task on Cedric to say, you know, find out what you can about that boy. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the the game is afoot. The get yeah. Uh, so the game is yeah. afoot. <laughs> I, I didn't I don't think I knew this. I definitely didn't know who Rob Schneider was when I saw this first. And I was because kind of like, oh, it's 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 Rob Schneider. Like sorry, I can't help saying I have to say his name like that since that uh, South Park episode. But um yeah, I I I was kind of surprised to see him, and I I had known it was Tim Curry, and Tim Curry was just kind of this. I have a much higher opinion of him now than I did then because I've seen Rocky Horror a few times now, uh-huh. um, because I just kind of something <clears throat> there's something always kind of like B list or, or or low rent about Tim Curry when he would show up and things, and and uh, you know I feel, I feel bad about that, but it's just like it's it, it just. Tim Curry, oh, they couldn't get anyone bigger. You know what I mean? It just, and, and I think that's, it's, that's a shame that his kind of career went that way because like uh, he is stunning in Rocky Hard. Like he's, you know, comedically and just dramatically and everything. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. So I, I just, uh, I, so I kind of, I would now relish going back to, to see kind of any, little spark of of the the amazing tim curry that might have shown up in this movie or any other you know of his kind of less celebrated works shall we say yeah so yeah rob schneider had been he had been on saturday night live but not Mm -hmm. like a not like one of the featured cast members like kind of that sometimes they'll have a skit and there's just kind of someone in the background who's like okay they're part of the cast but um you don't necessarily yeah. know who he is. I mean, so so at this well, point, he... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, there's... I mean, there's two levels of cast member in... Right. Uh, there's there's featured players and the other... I forget what it is, but there are two. And then... So it's in the, you know, 
Yeah, featuring, you know, when, mm-hmm. and everybody's name who said after that. And some of them, year on year, then they got upgraded from featured players to main cast, I think. But even the featured players show up, you know, they, they are in a lot of sketches and stuff. Well, across the season, they'll end up in, in a good few sketches and you'll see them, you know. But um, but yeah, it's so I think, was was that it with Rob Schneider that he was in? He was one of the featured players. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he... You know, he eventually kind of got promoted to that level yeah. where, like, you know, he got introduced. Because I know, like, um, in IMDb, he's listed as as uncredited um, oh. for a lot of those through through ninety ninety one. Oh, so that is something different oh. from the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he was on the show, and you could see like it wasn't just like one week. He's on multiple episodes. Okay. Where, but where, like, yeah, he wasn't kind of part of. He didn't, you know, get his name, uh, you know, and he announced it at the, the beginning. Yeah. Um, and he'd only done uh, a handful of films and, and minor parts, uh, you know, some TV stuff before this. So he was kind of pretty unknown. But yeah, so so Tim Curry at this point, um, and he, it's a small part, but he, you know, he just, he, he Tim Curry's the fudge out of it, of, of, of each line of what little he has. Um, yeah. But at this point, yeah, he had done Rocky Horror, which he had, he, he did the Rocky Horror Picture Show which he got through the Rocky Horror Show, the stage production. That's right, yeah. Um, which before that, I think he had done Hair, and I, I don't have quite a, a comprehensive listing. Unfortunately, IMDb doesn't list. It's not great for stage know, it, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't list stage the way it so does. the uh, internet broader database for that. That's why. Exactly. Oh, is, oh, there is a, I was going to say, yeah, like, there should IMDb, be a database. There is one. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, he had been on stage, and then at this point, um, kind of thinking of what we would know him for in the states uh the great part in legend uh the great wadsworth the butler in clue yeah. uh, he was in the uh the the Which... film adaption of the musical uh, of annie um so he had done oh, a yeah. few things and it I, would be pretty I have well a known broadway lineup point. i would broadway lineup yeah. and the big ones that people would know would be he was in my favorite year around mm-hmm. this time actually around this time 92 93 but also he was um in spamalot as king arthur 2005, 2009. So that's that was a big right. One. Yeah. That was a big one. So that's where I knew him on Broadway from Spamalot. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's great. And like just that line, that Cedric. And I don't know if that's yeah. like, if that's his actual name or if that's just the way Tim Curry pronounces it or the way, you know, the, the, the concierge pronounces it. But that, yeah. that yeah. don't count your tips in public, uh, yeah. which yeah. I, you know, it, it doesn't sound right when I say it, but when he says it, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah just the way he delivers every line the looks you can just see like what he says with his eyes the way he's looking at kevin this boy you just know like the wheels are turning of what's yeah. going on there um yeah so always always fun to see tim curry watch him mm-hmm. work he's, yeah he is he is yeah really good um and if you only and i mean rocky horror is great but if you only know him from rocky horror then or you only know him from from Home Alone too. There's a lot more to to him. You're missing out on. Yeah, I remember. Um, he's in. Is he in the Hunt for Red October? Yes. Yes, yeah. he is. So yeah. the reason I'm thinking of that is that um, I remember a guy, and it's interesting how things age and what what is what is considered embarrassing for a time, and what is what's cool, and the cycles of all that. Because. Um, I'm sure uh, you two fine gentlemen are familiar with Mad Magazine. And um, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and you would have grown up with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. when they did the Hunt for Red October in their Mad movie satire, um, I, you know, my brother was was collecting Mad at the time in the 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 UK edition of it that we used to get, and um, yeah, and it was like Tim Curry was uh, they were, they were doing a gag about like. Uh, Tim Curry is showing up in this movie and somebody holds up a picture of Frankenfurter and it's basically the the he was the butt of the joke because he was like the joke was that <laughs> he was embarrassed that he had done this embarrassing camp role and that now he was trying to be taken seriously as an actor and the other actors were kind of poking fun at him in a kind of a you know probably there's an underlying homophobia as well but it just but just the 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 kind of surface gag was just how silly and camp and ridiculous it was and stuff. And like, where where in the pantheon of classic films uh, is <laughs> the Hunt for Red October versus the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I think <laughs> I think history has been quite kind to Rocky Horror, and uh, yeah, and I think it's it's just very it's really interesting what what seems embarrassing. Uh, at the time and what seems cool at the time uh, is obviously is is not always uh, how it shakes down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, that's true. I'm agreeing. I would agree with him. Mm. Um, so that about wraps up uh, all my notes that I have for, for this section, uh, Blake and Austin, any, anything else to add just on, well, so, so this section of the film or home alone two, home alone, all the Home Alones. Anything? Uh, you know, anything else you want to add? I have two notes. One of them mm-hmm. is we, we we talk about how um, the airline business did not look good at all when it came to doing yeah. all this. But the Miami <laughs> Police Department looks amazing. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're, they're on top they're, of they're it. They're working their butts off to figure yeah, out yeah. where he is. Like I give them a lot of credit for that. It makes them yeah. look fantastic. <laughs> Finally, a responsible adult who actually cares that there's a yeah. 10-year-old boy alone somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, makes, it makes the Chicago police look like a shame. They, they actually do. There's a little more work here than the Chicago police did in the last movie. Um, yeah. And the other thing I want to make a note of, um, we were talking about talk play before. I did find it on Amazon, and you can buy it right now for $219. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Wow. So uh, that's another thing I just found out. So there you go. Now I'll is that is is that like are, are they still making new ones or is that no, a vintage? It's a collectible. It's a collectible. It's the vintage, vintage collectible. Two hundred and nineteen, nineteen ninety. And you can get it. Um, you can get it by like next week. So they, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh great! <laughs> yeah. In time just for Christmas. In time for Christmas. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I had a, a couple of uh, notes. I was just um going back to the um. Going back to the uh, tour of of New York, uh, the the montage there, I just thought uh, we yeah we didn't talk about the nobody ought to be alone on yeah, Christmas. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah um, it's 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 so bad, but it works so perfectly. Oh, I love that this. song. Sorry, just, that's one of my mom's. Oh really? Okay, okay. No, who, no, who is that song? Um, all alone on Christmas. That's one of my mom's favorite Christmas songs. Like period. Right. <laughs> but who 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 is it doing that? That's um. That's Darlene Love. Yes. Oh. Singing. Uh, so, How could I yes. not know that? <laughs> yeah. So, so um, you know, written by uh, written by Stevie Van Zant from uh, you know from the E Street Band and, and the Sopranos. Oh wow! But, uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I can kind of hear that now. It does have a yeah, bit of an E Street and, sound. Yeah. Yeah. The song. Yeah. With, the song with, was like everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it just like it's it's uh, it's so it's I don't know. I yeah, I don't have as high an opinion of the song as your good self, Blake, will agree to differ on that. But uh, no, I, I just have a wh- whatever history with the song. The thing is, exactly, it's exactly. Me. It's just a, it's it's what it means. Yeah, because I it, well, it never it was never mom. a big hit over here. Yeah, I went to a concert with my a holiday concert with my parents. It was called the oh, Holiday great. Express. It was a Jersey thing. It was a Jersey thing, mm-hmm. a very local Jersey thing. Awesome. And I used to go to yeah, shows yeah. with them all the time. And their big opening song was this song. So this is no the song. You get the whole crowd yeah. singing along with them. So like everyone knows the yeah. song because of that from the from the going to that show. So that's a big deal too. Well, I can, I can, yeah, I can imagine myself joyously singing along with this. I, you know, I can, I can, I can relate. But uh, yeah, no, I just like uh, what I'm saying is that even though I'm not, I'm not into it, I wouldn't change it. I just, it's so of its time and it works for this scene and for the vibe that they're going for so perfectly. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> song is and this movie. <laughs> what, what's that? Uh, yeah. That song is this movie. That's why it, it is. It, absolutely. It, it yeah. Doesn't work yeah. Without it. Um, yeah, totally. And then at the end, I thought this was like a genuinely impressive helicopter shot. And I was just thinking of the way movies are shot nowadays. And of course, that shot would be so much easier to pull off nowadays because we have drones and we have, you know, digital cameras that are light enough to go up on a on a drone, but but um, high quality enough that you can use them in a major motion picture release. And um, yeah, but that like a lot of a lot of helicopter shots, even in like quite high budget movies are, have a real wobble to them. And this one is like, this is a gorgeous shot at the top of the uh, trade center and obviously made all the more poignant for, uh, for the, the lack of world trade center uh, since, you know, but um, yeah, I just, uh, overall the, <clears throat> the experience has definitely made me curious to just watch home alone Two: lost in New York, which I just didn't <laughs> think I'd get an appetite for. Um, <laughs> So I now I really want to see the Tim Curry stuff. I want to see how Brenda Fricker's turn works out and how, yeah, I just, I, I, and it sounds like because of how much of my memory has faded of the first one, I need to, I need to probably do a, a duology night uh, of yeah. both of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, a good double header. I might watch them in reverse order though. Cause, uh, because this first one's going to be so much better that it'd be, <laughs> it'd be a, um, it'd be a letdown to put the second one second. Right. Yeah, that that makes sense. But uh, yeah, so re- refresh your memory and then we'll also be, um, we'll continue, listeners, we'll refresh your memories of uh, of the early 90s and Home Alone 2 with our remaining installments. But so, you know, that'll be coming up. But uh, so, so folks want to hear more from, uh, from our guests. Uh, so Austin, what else, what do you have going on if folks want to hear more from you? Yeah, so check out um, MalkovichMinute.net. That's the website. I'm going to be putting up my appearance on other podcasts there. I've been on um, Patreon-only episodes for um, the uh, for for the great Haley and Katie over at um, Radio. Uh, over at uh, the... Time Warp Radio. Time Warp Radio. Thank you. Speaking of yeah, yes. speaking of Tim yes. Curry. Yeah, yeah, speaking of Tim Curry and Rocky Horror Show, I've been doing Patreon-only episodes for Time Warp Radio. Uh, Haley and Katie have been great. They were on my own Malkovich, Malkovich Minute Minute uh, podcast. And um, yeah, so so I guested for them as well. Um, I've been on Time Bandits Minute recently enough, and that's going to come out when that comes out. So check, so go <laughs> to look for Time Bandits Minute. And, um, and then... What else? I've been doing 
Yeah, I did Arrival uh, five minutes at a time with uh, Robert E.G. Black and Sarah Black. That was a uh, was a good fun one as well. And that was, but that's that's been and gone. That's come out. But it, that's a great right. podcast if you want to if you want to check out Arrival, especially now that uh, you might be looking back over Denis Villeneuve's uh, filmography now that uh, Dune is out. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, just a couple of recommendations. And I will be putting like all my spots on to um uh yeah just in case somebody becomes an obsessive fan of me and wants to hear everything i've done on every podcast ever which you know that which makes I'm sense sure to me yeah, yeah i of course it, i i would <laughs> yes yeah, so, so that's all good yeah the the, the malkovich malkovich minute minute i mean that's a, a wonderfully weird film and a great podcast and oh thank you we so look much. we look forward to uh your return from hiatus um mm-hmm. and 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 since you mentioned Haley and katie um, yeah. I'll throw out a little plug for uh, a, a you know podcast I enjoy and I'm enjoying. Uh, so they covered Rocky Horror with their Time yeah. Warp Radio, and then they moved on to the sequel to Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. which is oh. Shock Treatment, um, which was I for years I didn't know there was a sequel, and I only watched yeah. it for the first time recently. Um, I had actually reached out; I wanted to get Haley and Katie on to to talk about uh, some of the, the the good Tim Curry parts. Yes. Um, we had, you know, kind of some back and forth. We weren't able to make the scheduling work out, so uh, I they don't think they'll be able to join busy. us. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So just, you know, if you hey, if you're a fan of Tim Curry, uh, or even if you're not a fan of Tim Curry, it's a you know a great podcast. So I'll, I'll throw in a little plug for for Time Definitely, Warp Radio yeah. there. Yeah, they're doing great. And uh, yeah, so Blake, what else? What have you got going on? Where, what, well, what can you tell our I, listeners I, about? While we're plugging Rocky Horror podcast, I'll also plug a Rocky Horror Minute. Which yes. I actually guessed it on, and I don't know when that episode's actually airing, but I am guessing on that show. So I'll throw that out there. My girls over there, Kelly and Leandra, who host Rocky Horror Minute. So for talking mm-hmm. about that, um, for my own stuff, you have the Blake and Style Show, which as of recording, we just hit 400 episodes, which Woo-hoo. is a very big deal. Apparently, yes. <laughs> people are making a big deal out of this, so I love it. Um, so we did a big 400th episode special, which is probably one of the longest podcasts I've done in a long time. Wow. Um, we did that. But also, I hosted DeFi the Mighty Ducks, where we broke down all three Mighty Ducks movies five minutes at a time. And that recently finished up over the summer. Coming in February, I have the Entertainment Apex starting restarting. And the first movie is already in the can. So you can hear me talking about Miracle with guests mm. throughout the Olympic Games which I'm looking forward to everyone hearing because it was a really fun recording session. There's been nine episodes and a two-week span of a podcast for everyone to hear in February. Wow. So go Great. find me there at the Entertainment Apex and the Blake and Sal Show. Yeah, so I, I encourage listeners to check that out. Check, uh, check, uh, sorry, check us out. <laughs> We're at uh, nextscenepod.com and nextscenepod on the social medias. As I mentioned earlier, our Facebook listeners group is the Jelly of the Month Club. Um, so join the conversation, share your uh, your Home Alone 2 and Manhattan and Rocky Horror memories at the Jelly of the Month Club. Um, and since we're mentioning guest appearances, I'll throw in a plug for my own site. I'm at catandshawn.org, C-A-T and Sean, S-E-A-N.org, where I, I list all my guest appearances, including my appearances on uh, D5, The Mighty Ducks, and my upcoming guest appearance where I joined uh blake and dave palace and we talked about miracle so i have a little a little part in that um so yeah so check that all check that all out check all that out check all that out (laughs) check it out yeah whatever check it out uh and stay tuned uh our next scene will be coming up right here on 
the next scene.